The more success you get, the more you're going to be tired. That means there's going to be a demand for you. And I always tell an artist, make sure your show is right. Don't perform over a track. You got to get with a live band. I'm telling you, because the platforms that pay you the most are festivals, and they're not going to pay to fucking see you perform over a track. You're going to get booed. You know, you got legends performing. I never before thought you. of that. Fight for the cause. We fight for the cause. A circle of winners. A circle of winners. We're business outlaws. We're business outlaws. You know that we win it. We fight for the cause. A circle of winners. We're business outlaws. We're business outlaws. We're business outlaws. Welcome to Business Outlaws. Here we make you a fly on the wall for some of the biggest entrepreneurs on the planet. With that being said, I have humble billionaire Big Mike, owner and founder of Advanced Nutrients. Lacturnus Labs, and Big Mike's Blends, yeah. which we have today. It's an exciting show today. Yes. And also with me is Chris Collins, business expert, entrepreneur, business whisperer, founder of Syndicate X. X. And the beautiful Miss Jamie Fox, Thank who you. it is her birthday it today. It is everybody. indeed her birthday. She says and she is 26 today. For the third time. Oh, I thought it was 25. <laughs> and we have a guest today. With me is Astro. He is a unicorn. You're going to want to go to the website and subscribe so you can see the mug on this guy. It's unbelievable. The only oh, thing yeah. cuter than me, you know what I mean? He's a gorgeous dog. He's so cute. But I'm and curious, whose dog does this belong to? Chris, who's our guest today? Ah. Damon Dash. Welcome, Damon. Damon. How are you? What's happening? Also known as Dame Dash is an American business mogul, music producer, and director. He is perhaps best known as co-founder of Rockefeller Records, along with rap icon Jay-Z, which has impacted pop culture on so many levels, helping to establish artists like Jay, Cameron, Kanye West. By age 25, he was running a $500 million company, oh, which he expanded into fashion and lifestyle space. Growing the Walkaware apparel brand, since then he has opened the doors to the DD 172 Art Gallery in New York, created his own production company, Dame Dash Studios, has his own spirits brand, a new cannabis company, and he just released a new book called Culture Vultures. What's, what's that on? We wrote this. Uh, you know what no one ever brings up is the Rachel Roy part of it, the fashion that I did. For some reason, they try to erase that out of everything. Why um, do you think they do that? I don't know. I don't think perception-wise they want a guy like me or they want to look like I have anything that... I don't know. It's bugged me out. And they don't talk about the le you know, the, the movie stuff either. Or that you used to be booed up with Aliyah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to rewind. So who's a billionaire? You? Him. Yeah. Really? We should talk. Okay, wait. <laughs> um so uh, this you're a billionaire too? No. But you do have a decision Close to make. To and so we're going to be sitting down here. We're going to have some deep conversations uh -huh. and you have to kind of choose a path. So there's two sides on this table. There's the, the big Mike's blends getting cannabis, cannabis, oh, okay. or there's tequila and Cuban cigars. <laughs> and so you can switch between, but where do you want to start in the beginning? I'm a, I'm a, we, this, we have a bud tender here I, I, and a bartender. On I, have show. A, I have a thing about, Walking into an environment and I'm just drinking everybody's stuff and smoking everybody's stuff. I never know what's in. No, it. you're at home here. So this always, is your place. I always, I always bring my own. So I got my own joint mm. right here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get. We'll too plug drunk. your stuff, but you kind of got the no, rules. You got no, no, no. You got to. It's okay. You no, no, got to no, no. break bread with I'll Big smoke. Mike. I'll break bread. So then you I'll smoke. smoke. I'll, I'll smoke, smoke your stuff too. All right, but this not. This is. This is actually okay. 
This is uh, actually, Louie. Come I just, on over. I, just, I didn't know that I was walking into that. This is what I no, had in my okay. pocket. I would have had more. Well, but right. I just have. You can join me with yours. I'll join. join. This, is, this is Creative you, you King. You smoke yeah. yours. I'll do yeah, mine. This is for, this we is come for creativity. In, let's have a common ground of worlds. We How will. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll share. Let's share. They always share. But I, I, the only thing is I have a little We're tobacco. off to a bad a start already. Oh, is that spliff? Yeah, a little spliff. A little European. Also, I got a cold, too, so... I, how about this? I'll, I'll have We're a, off to a bad start. Well, I mean, you know, it's not. It's a good start for me. I'm Ooh. good. I'm not mad at it. I have. A, what are you putting in the um, that contraption? Um, and I definitely can't do that. Some premium jack. Um, it's a daytime high, so we'll be here. Let me hit this one. That bong is worth six thousand six hundred dollars. It's handmade. I, I, I know they collect these things. It's crazy. I, huh? I, I, I'm oh, scared of that. Uh, <laughs> I'm scared of it. I am. I'm, I'm one day off. As, I'm, like I just stopped taking my Z pack yesterday. I'm gonna be uh, coughing. It will blow my whole chest up. That's why. <laughs> I, I promise you that. I don't smoke weed, and I get contact so high every bomb? time I'm here from this thing. That's it's a bomb. Some sort of that's thing. That's a. I don't know what that's. That's called. what billionaires smoke. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not, I'm not that's uh, that's number six. That's number six of ten. But it, this it's is worth sixty six hundred bucks. Uh, is what I paid for. This is weed. I swear to God, it's weed. Right, what else would we put in there? He not doesn't a, drink. There's a lot he going doesn't. On. I thought it was like. A, well, no. See, okay. I it was like. A, so this oil part here yeah, is see. made to go in the, in the freezer, and you freeze it. So when you hit that, you get a really a, a cooler draw. But I haven't put this one in the freezer right, today. I'm, I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to cough. Right, I, that's you. okay. Right. I cough all the time. I know, but I'm going to. I'm going to. It right. might be uncomfortable. He doesn't smoke cigarettes. So how do you do this? Do that again. I don't want to look. Yeah, no problem. I don't know how to do this. Pause. How are you trying to get me today? I just want to know how to do it. I want to do it correct. I don't want to look crazy. All right. All right. Here we go. We on a better start now? Yeah. All right. You got offended. Don't get offended. Don't get offended. We're good. We're good. <coughs> there you go. <coughs> I like sativas when I'm doing the show. I don't, don't like to... And then there you go. Pull it up. Woo. No cough. <laughs> is that smooth? <laughs> That's good. All right. If you didn't hear Damon Dash, right. then he fucks with that. I fucks with that. But it would be, I would break it though. It's a lot going on. Oh, I know. You got to be real careful with that. And that's six grand. Is that insurance? It literally says oh. six of 10. There's actually I do a have grade. insurance. Be, I, oh, it is? I wonder if homeowners yeah. would cover that. <laughs> it's a piece of art, honestly. $6,600. So it is. Yeah. There's, 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 there's <laughs> dab rigs that are a quarter million dollars now. Half a million dollars. What? That's that oh, bay yeah. in there, bong. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> Man, fuck that shit. That's just too much. I can dig it. All right, let's, let's go. I'm ready. All right. Whose side am I on now? You're, you're on our side. You're, you're an outlaw. Side. You're, you're officially an outlaw. Okay, all right. You yeah, said you yeah, had yeah. to pick one path. I didn't know what path I you, oh, you picked the path. path. You can switch lanes later if you want a Cuban cigar, but if you just got off a cold, that might. Ultimately, I think you're drinking tequila there, right? That's what they gave me. I'm going to. No, this is tequila. Oh, yeah, it's whiskey. This is whiskey. Um, so Chris doesn't smoke weed, but he smokes cigars. And Big Mike doesn't smoke cigars, but he smokes weed. So that's what he meant by like pick a path. Oh, okay. Uh, Big I, Mike I, doesn't drink. I, I doesn't don't. drink, and Chris doesn't. <laughs> that shit hurt my chest a little. God damn. Oh, crazy. I know. It's the real. I we know, had I someone, know, uh, a girl came in here and she tried to like, she's like, I can smoke as much as Big Mike on one of the episodes. <laughs> she took one she hit. probably was 100 pounds. Poor little thing took this huge hit, and within ten minutes later, she was like dizzy and throwing up, and had to leave. <laughs> I've seen that before. I gotta. I'm gonna come back when I'm not, when I'm not off a of cold. Yeah, no problem. That, that's interesting. Oh, you did oh, yeah. good though. Yeah, that was the real pull. Yeah, that was a real pull, a real hit. Thank you, Cody. That was good money. Wow. So you grew up in the streets of what? 
Harlem, New York, Brooklyn? Well, it's it's my world was a little different than most. So yeah, I was in very extreme circumstances, <clears throat> but I was also in like boarding school. Okay, so you know I went to private school a good part of my life, and then my mom's died when I was about um, fifteen, and then I went and did a very extreme <clears throat> part of the street, like a part of my right. life in the street. And then I put myself in boarding school. Mm-hmm. Then I came back out, hit the street. And then I went back and, you know, got into business, real business. So so there. what time, you're on the street, you're out of school now. When do you determine, like, what business you want to get into and why did you pick this particular <coughs> industry? <coughs> well, number one, you know, I was hustling. And I don't know if you saw the movie Paid in Full, but something happened that really scared me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to sell drugs anymore. It didn't seem sustainable. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I was at a party <clears throat> and everyone was partying and having fun. And they were, it was a music business party. And I was like, actually, I could probably feel like a hustler, not feel like I'm working. And everyone was kind of like lame to me. I, I could probably take this whole thing over. Mm-hmm. You know, I just need some product. And I felt like it would be a more sustainable path. Okay. <clears throat> but you got to remember, like, I'm from Harlem. Mm-hmm. So Harlem at the time is like when crack first came out. It made a lot of young people very oh, yeah. rich. You ever saw, like, or relatively rich? You ever saw Bugsy Siegel, the movie? Sure. And all the young kids had whipped cream yep. guns and all that? It was like that. It was like being 15 and 14 and having 100000 in your pocket, but not really having any idea what bills are, future, or sure. anything like that. So, so here you are in this in, in this environment, and now you decide to start a business in an environment that's not normally a business environment. How did you handle that? And and, and the people around you, how did you, you handle that? I'm, I'm like 17, 18 at the time. No, I get it. I get it. So- to me, like every experience to me is new. Nothing is like strange because I have nothing to compare it to. And because I'm a dude that had a lot when I was young, like you know, I remember I'm 15, I got cars, I had yeah. people that worked for me, you sure. know, I was handling things when I had to, different kinds of ways. It's a lot to deal with in the street. It is. And also you learn the, the deal, you, un, you understand unconsciously branding, you know, like even right. with, with, with you, do. you know, you have to be consistent, you have to come out, you, you put a color top on your drug. You fight for that if somebody compromises it. You know, it's just no corporate restrictions. There's no regulation, and that's why the money's quick. Mm -hmm. So just in that experience and and bringing it to music, at the age that I was, number one. How old were you when you first? My first first deal, I was like 18. Wow. (coughs) What was that deal? (coughs) Um, I got a record deal with the Future Sound, with the East West Records and Atlantic Records. Okay. So here you are, a young guy. You see all this stuff. People coming to you for deals. All this kind of stuff is starting to happen. How do you handle that pressure? There like, was no pressure. Okay, explain why, why why there was no pressure. Well, number one, I was coming from an environment where people had guns at me. Right. The police was messing with me, and everything I was doing was illegal. And well, the, con- the, 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 the consequence of doing something wrong in that environment was jail or death. Correct. So you and felt was, like it had an expiration. I was dealing with killers and all that. So I, every day, you know what I mean? Yeah, but but I, however, you were uncharted territory. I guess what that, we, that, that, that territory you knew and you're familiar with. Now you're going it was all into the, same in the business world. Nah, it was, that was the so business how, okay, world. Okay, how did you apply the, the stuff in the street to the business world? Well, let me explain it to you. 
So when you deal with a bunch of people that are tamed and you're a wild animal, you get yeah. in a room, you laugh at them. You don't be scared of them. I always thought they were a joke because I had executed business under a different circumstances. So I always thought they were funny. And also because they were working for other people and I was putting up my own money. I didn't really respect as much. Like, you know, mm -hmm. a boss wants to talk to another boss. So mm -hmm. it made me know not to be corporate when I went into that world. I went very arrogantly. I didn't feel like, because I was always ahead of the game. I, I got my first deal okay. at 19. Sure. You know what I mean? So I felt like the people that I was dealing with shouldn't even be talking to me a certain way. Even telling me was cool because they were nerdy to me. What we were leveraging in that point was cool. I was selling music, mm -hmm. swag. I was coming from the authentic street like in the 80s. So Absolutely. it wasn't nothing that you could tell me. And then I had a mind because I was educated. So I saw them trying to trick me into believing I was dumber than I was. So for that, I was a beast. It was just, it was just like a, it was a joke. You know what I mean? So I did it. We just did it on our own. So you, you took it personally. But you, you were offended. I mean, it sounds like you were offended. To I mean, me. I'm passionate about sure. everything I'm doing. This is okay. about creative business. Okay. So of course, when someone disrespects your intellect, you take it personal. I'm a man. I got testosterone for sure. Sure. But that's part of being an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? But also, I'm coming from a place where I had to fight for my real estate and prove that you shouldn't have it. So right. certain kinds of people can, can never talk to me a certain way. You understand what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Just because they didn't, they weren't men like I was men. Again, they weren't taking, they weren't putting up their own money. They didn't have the cool, and they weren't doing what I was doing. It was like I knew always my worth at all times, and I always knew what my brain was capable of doing. So sure. there was never no pressure going from one one environment to another. It was almost always pressure for them. And if you look at my career, and if you Google it and you'll see it, there's nothing about me that's ever reflected me being like scared so or nervous. Was, it was never when that. was the moment in your life when you realized who the money people were and how they control the industry? What? what well, talk, tell me about that. Tell me so, about. So, tell so me about that day. That day. Let me tell you what happened. So what happened was I first got record deals, and I didn't like the experience of it. You know, they were they were telling me, I just it didn't work out. And I had Jay Z, I had Jay Z, and I was mm -hmm. shopping Jay Z. And they every single person in the music business, I took them to every single label, and they told me he was too old, too corny, nothing, just damn near laughed me out. Mm -hmm. Every one of them could not see where he was. So but, we had to do it ourselves. Sure. So off top. We kind of, because when you're the plug in the street, you yeah. think like the plug everywhere. Yes. So I'm thinking, who's the boss here? Who do I need to talk to? Right. There is no boss in corporate because no one really owns it. It's public. So I was like, I got to do this on my own. So we did it on our own. So knowing that we had the best rapper on the planet, knowing that these were the lanes that were making those decisions, that, that business model never worked for us. So we decided to make our own business model and do it on our own where we never had to compromise any integrity or any or, or compromise of equity. Okay. So in, in culture vulture, <coughs> basically <coughs> these people who, who adopt other people's cultures, it's the same thing that is happening in cannabis. The money guys have all come in and what the cannabis guys don't realize they're like goldfish in a shark tank and they're getting decimated because they haven't taken the time to learn how the money guys play the game, and it's a vicious fucking game. Let me talk to you about yeah, that. Yeah, let's talk about that. I'll, I'll talk to you about that. Now, I spent some time in Vegas understanding how regulated, because mm -hmm. we, you know, we were growing yep, it with, sure. a, with, a, with a group. Yeah, sure. And 
I'm a guy that used to sell weed in the mm-hmm. street, had a barbershop, we sold weed in the back, and I know when it's not regulated how easy it is mm-hmm. to sell weed. But now that it's regulated, number one, it has to be so clean. You have to have Correct. less microbials on it than food. Correct. Right? And then in the process of growing... 10,000. In the process of growing the weed, you know, if a lamp breaks... If a, a fan breaks, mm-hmm. someone has to be there twenty four seven. You have to actually Correct. build the facility. Now that's just if you get the license. Before you get the license, they give you a very small window, and you have to have everything paid for. And they may still not even give you that license. All of these things. And then after you grow the weed, and if it's and if it passes regulation, if it doesn't, you have to trash it. They dare you to put it on the black market. But after that. You have to have these regulations. There's like a a a a a a a, a social security number for every bud. They yeah. track every it, fucking it thing. Is. Seed to sale. Seed they, to sale. Yeah, they track everything. And then the taxes. So off of the 20, taxes, huh? So off a twenty eight hundred dollar pound, you only make eight hundred dollars right now. And in an oversaturated market, heavily regulated, I would say, yo, unless you're just branding and licensing, it ain't worth it. I'd walk away right now. It's too. It's too that, that's how I look at it. It's not even built for a drug dealer or someone that used to sell drugs. You, you just you're, can't do you're, it. You're right. And then it's, and, it's and the not, windows closed. If you're if you're not already in, it's a wrap. Right. Basically, in Vegas, the people that made the laws, the legislators, quit their jobs and took the licenses. They and be, went in the cannabis business for, for years yeah. before. All the bosses and drug dealers are not drug dealers. They're not hustlers or nothing. It's not really built for the average hustler right now. It's regulated so heavy that it's no fun. I wouldn't. I wouldn't almost suggest it unless you're just licensing. That's what I would do: build your brand and license it. But other than that, it's, it's too hard. But Mike, isn't yes. the isn't the problem in the cannabis space that you're talking about a bunch of people that are OG right. that have been growing in California for the last ten and years? So they don't. Respect, it's who they are as a, pro- a person. Here's the problem. And now the regulations come in, and the money people okay. are at the door, right? Yeah. So here's what I found out when the money people came. And the regulators came. I've always look. Thirty-five years I've grown weed. Nineteen years I've had advanced nutrients. So for a lot of years I was black market. I hated the fucking man. The man was my enemy. <coughs> I realized something from this is my own story. What I realized. I realized that I can make more change by going and working with them. And the analogy I, I give is: imagine some guys are throwing rocks at your house all day long. Wouldn't it be better to get invited in the front door and have a dialogue with him and he can get inside that man's head or group of men's head and change? For me, that I found has worked better. And that's how I've approached it. Because when I hit the man and I hit the money guys, and by the way, I owe no one anything, (coughs) nothing. I have zero debt and I built this company without ever fucking taking a loan. That's it. No one would give me one. So I resented a lot of people, and I realized if I had to go global, cannabis-wise, I had to work with the regulators, and eventually I'm going to have to work with the money people, and here's why. They're really super strategic, and they control the distribution chains globally, and I'm guessing you ran into that with the record labels. Distribution people, they held the money I can tell you, I know people who are producers. For every dollar the artist makes, the producer makes $3. In the K-pop industry, 
the producers are holding to 97% and 3%. They are decimating these people because they understand business and the folks that don't get eaten alive by them. Well, Anyways, for me, this that's my personal story. Well, here's the issue there when it comes to yeah. industry. If you're trying to fit in an industry, yes, that's the only way to get in the door mm -hmm. is to be nice and for them to let you in the door. I'm not the kind of guy that kind of wants to fit in an industry. I like to create my own. Like, so I don't think sure. any industry that's been created in the last 50 years or 100 years was created for anyone like me or women. For black people or for women, nothing created 100 years ago was made for anything but controlling us. So I don't adhere to anything that was made in that way. Okay. So I think that the problem is you have to not only control the product, you have to control the distribution as well. And because of the direct-to-consumer relationship, the Internet, that gives you the freedom to make your own distribution, which means you can make your own industry. The problem is you have to be consistent. You have to understand what mm -hmm. real business is, and a lot of people don't. Right. You know, creatives don't sometimes know how to do business, and business don't That's know correct. how to be creative. So what happens is business people take advantage of creatives. Where creatives are emotional, business people have no emotion. They don't care about culture. They care about money. And that's the difference. Mm -hmm. So me, both sides of my brain work, right? I could do both. I could be creative and sure. I can also do business. You know, I'm kind of enlightened in that way and I'm lucky. So mm -hmm. I've learned how to invest in myself, make products, figure out how to make them, ho hopefully source them mostly in America because it's too hard to go mm -hmm. overseas. And also it's better for the economy. And also the product is better and be able to get, get it direct to my consumer and have a better margin. So what I've learned in the difference in a corporate world and in an independent world is the corporate world is built for the skin, period. It's a lot of salary, so people get paid, but product sucks. You can't trust anybody, and you have no margin. There's the perception of a lot of money, and people get paid a lot of salaries, but nobody really walks away with nothing. When it's independent, you get to own it. You can pass it to your children. Your margin is better. I have a company, Rachel Roy, that does $100 million and shows no profit, but if it did show profit because it's in Macy's and everything is marked down, it would be a 3% margin if we're lucky on a good day. A hundred million dollars to make three million dollars. No one gets paid. At least I fucking don't. I put six million dollars in the company, right? But I can make three million dollars direct to consumer with a five million dollar company. Make sure everything is good product. Work with who I want to work with. No one else get paid but me and the people that are making it and also have a great life and do everything with my girl. My wife, Raquel Horn, who's over there. Who's I beautiful. I can't stop looking at her. She's so beautiful. She is, right? She is. Yes. You have a girl crush? Yeah, do, I mean, Missy's really? gonna, Missy's it is your, number one. Okay? It is your birthday. It is okay. Relax, Missy. <laughs> and I am the dream catcher. <laughs> I've done I brought mean, you. I, do, I brought you unicorns. You and, did bring me a unicorn. No, Missy's, a connection over there, Missy's so, my yeah. number one crush. When I met her, I was like, oh my god, she's beautiful. You are a stunning. You are stunning. You know, I, I get all that direct to consumer stuff, but you know, what I found out about the guys, the, the money guys. Fuck the money guys. No. They listen, have no soul. Listen, listen. No, you can say that. It's cool. I just said it. And I, I was you, around the money guy. This is what money guy No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll tell you what money They also do. control the internet no, and you no, direct no, to no. consumer. They have a Fuck massive influence. Guys, you have no idea, my friend. I mean, they have an influence if you play their game. If you want to be in their industry, yeah. You want to be a slave to the rhythm, yeah. But that's, that's the, that's the, it's mm -hmm. too many different kinds of independent hey, I've ways. been a slave to fucking no one. So far, not you I just said you said you made your money with no loans, with no that's, corporate. That's that's correct. So why would you start after that? I, I haven't, but I I can realize. Why would you believe in the money? You didn't believe in them point, before. Now you got a billion. No, you do no. Listen, money at, guys at only some, believe in other money guys when they get money. Listen, listen. True, true. It's easy no. to say that shit now that you got a billion, bro. Say that when you don't. I I I did. I wasn't did that long? Nah, you said you did yeah. it on your own. I did. So far, I haven't taken it. So now that you have a billion, you have the money, guys. Hang on, hang on. 
Hang you on. got money. There's a, it, You're there, the money there, guy. There's well, that, that there's different levels. There's different levels of money guys. I'm out Let there me tell fighting you. every day, bro. I'm telling you. Listen, I've seen it. I've I've been part of it. And you can't trust the money. You, okay, let me ask you this. Right. Can you trust the money, guys? No, but my my lawyers, the contracts that I write lawyers. are fucking awesome. You write them, right? Yeah, right. hell yeah. And, and my, my, with my team of lawyers, but with you, my CFO, with on. my team. The, the I, lawyers absolutely. should die. I hate lawyers, bro. Listen, They're listen. the ones that fuck everything up. Listen, lawyers I agree with you. and money guys lawyers, are fucking the whole Lawyers are billable hours. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you one question. This is an honest question. Do you trust money guys? Most of them know, some yes. Come on, bro. Listen, I don't think that that's listen, the, listen. I, I, honest to God, most of them are shit. Okay, every, You're right. Every like money the guy vast I know majority is a piece are of dog shit. It's not the question. They don't give a fuck about anything but themselves and money. They'll do anything for the dollar. A anything. lot of them will. Damn. They don't correct. care about I culture agree with at you all. There. You I know agree. what they do? And they, I agree they, they with you. They wait for you to get in distress. That's what they do. They wait for an independent businessman to get in distress. No shit. And then they fucking leverage him. You know, they fucking liquidate him. Yeah. And then they license him. And you know and then what they I don't love? Give a fuck about him. I like when I and see. And that's why I say I don't do that shit. I love to. I don't like I, money I guys. I love to see these fuck guys. Fuck money guys. Have you ever seen the money guys fight amongst each other and you leverage each other? Oh, they fuck each other all day long. I know that. That's why I can't do that business. I understand it, but there are a few good ones. That's what's fucking the world up. They don't care about culture. They care about money before culture. I agree culture. with you. 100%. It's about love. It's about being decent. Yes. It's about having a qual- good quality right. of living. It's not anything for the deal. That's the problem. There's no motherfucking humanity anymore. That shit is nerdy. Motherfuckers that care about money can't get no girls without money. The guys that love culture get girls regardless. You know what? Bottle service fucked Wait. the whole world up, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Hey, I agree with you. But let's go to the subject. Money about, just brings let's, nerds. Let's man. go to a it subject gives about nerds men. power. Listen, it does. Let's fuck talk about fuck being the a man. Money guys, bro. What's wrong with millennials today that they don't They're know how to be a man? They're fucking lazy. Besides They're, being lazy, I, I, what about being a man? Listen, listen, listen. I, 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 like I knowing how to be a how to be. I raised the millennials. They're entitled. I raised one. And I know exactly. I'm the DNA that you didn't know. You didn't say about. I, I yeah. opened up art galleries all around the fucking world and showed everyone how to do it on their own. You can see it right now. Cool. I have a whole television network on it. It was DD172. It was in Tribeca. Then I opened up Poppington. That was in the Lower East Side. I showed millennials how to do shit. It's just that they got so fucking caught up in the entitlement and the corniness of everyone else that they didn't think they had to do shit. They have too much judgment. She's at the tail end of the millennials. But there's a new, what is it, X now, right? He's pointing Z-Gen, to Raquel. Z-Gen, Z-Gen. 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 They're Raquel. getting busy. Yeah. They appreciate they actually, shit. They actually are. They're getting yeah. busy. So They're fuck different. it. Yeah. It always takes one to fight, one to be lazy, so they can be, like, look like you're corny, and then they can go but, work. But, but let's talk about, about, about manhood. All about manhood. Right. The, millen- Taking care the of- millennials are, are lacking it. Yeah, that's true. They have no future. They don't think about the future. They don't have no bank account. They don't even think about the future. They just want to fucking, I don't know, man. I I raised a lot of millennials. I've been disappointed in a lot of millennials. But what do you think the problem is? They were the the first one because it was new to them. It was new. the, The internet is new. Oh, yeah. The internet is new. See, the reason why I'm so crazy right now is because I made it without the internet. So now I know how easy things are. There are people... The millennials were born into a world where there was always a black president. So also before this, we were like, oh, shit, I didn't even think there could be a black. I didn't, it was like, oh, shit, there's hope. This is entitlement. It's like, oh, shit, they don't even understand the freedom that we had to go through uh, to, to fight for. Correct. You know, and, and it was just new. And now I think the new, what is it? Zen? What do you call it? Z Z. Z. Generation Z. Z Z. I think because they're they're biracial, multicultural children. Yep. 
that are laughing at lazy people and don't want to be that. I didn't want to be my I didn't want to be my pops. You know, I'm sorry. And it just happens like that. You kind of have to see dysfunction to not want to be dysfunction. Like, look at rap right now. It's like when Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and everyone was dying before they were 27 and it was cool to be high and a little gay. This this exactly what's going on. It's the same exact thing right now. Do you think the money guys? Know what they're doing and they're, taking, no. and they're taking advantage of all the, <laughs> Always, all the people. They're are fucking nerds. Mike, do you think that's all money? Taking, Ask all him the question in a different way. All money guys do is take advantage <laughs> of dysfunction. That's all they do is take advantage yes, of distress. Do. Yes, that's all they do. Okay, period. Because it, it doesn't make business sense unless there's distress. And, and here's a lesson: it for makes you no people. sense unless there's distress to if a money guy. Wait a second: a money guy buys shit. A good, cool motherfucker builds it. I don't have to see. This is what I understood about money guys, and this is what I told guys because I know the guys with the big funds. Yeah. The difference between me and you is you have to get either buy it at a multiple or you have to buy it at distress. I don't have to buy it; I make it. Correct. I don't need the motherfucker. It's a great feeling, pro- isn't it? I, hell yeah. To own your own shit and be able to look people in the But eyes. also to know that I'm the one that could generate and, that and clue I, I just want to you let you know, I, I've, I've turned down multiple royal families, billionaires. I stopped counting after $10 billion was offered. Like, since and, and, and I just, I just, and, and I, I you got a billion since something over. No, no, listen to me. No, no, I, I, don't, I choose. Well, that would I make him not to do business. That would make him a money guy. Send a hundred over real quick. Let me flip that. Wait. Yeah, I like that. But he's a, a money lot, guy. A, a David, lot of them are pathological. That's why he's a money guy now. He got but it. But now you trust him that he's a money guy? No, I said, sister, somebody, he ain't going to send it over. No, he, yeah. I mean, he will, yeah, though. Right. I bet you, <laughs> you got I bet you a million right. dollars, he won't send a hundred million tonight. I won't take that bet. It, I, I, I it depends what, the, what you're doing. But you know why? Nope. Because you're calling him a money guy. Not because money guys. That's why he won't send it over. The difference is, look, look. The difference is money guys put corporate all over it. That's why. Yeah. It's so many Is different it? things. Listen, in the street, you give somebody some money, they pay it back, period. That's it. If not, then we Correct. have another issue. Oh, I agree. But that's it. But when it becomes corporate, you got to applicate. To fucking get a million dollars is way more work than getting a hundred million dollars. You know that shit. Oh, just it's more, more paperwork. Just more zeros. It's more paperwork, bro. Yeah. You just know that zeros. shit. It's like too much bullshit with that. Okay, would That's you... That's why I would just say everybody has... It's too much fucking <laughs> bullshit. There's no passion when it comes to money. It, but should, it should be about love, bro. It's always about okay, love. Okay, so can I, can I tell you something or will you listen That's to me That's why I got out that business. Yeah, no, I get yeah. it. Will you listen to me for a second? Yeah, you got good dogs. I'm listening. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah. no, beyond that. So, like, Mike's a, re- a really sweet guy and he, like... You know, he genuinely cares about people and He's his kind. industry. He's a kind person. He's, um, listen, listen, but he also has a everybody hammer. Everybody says that about the guy that has a billion dollars in the room. Uh, sure I knew him a long... No, like... I'm telling you. He, he, knew, knew, he knew me a sure long, long time ago. You should yeah, give yeah, us yeah, the yeah. respect. I know, you should give us the respect you, of... That's, that's logical, bro. I'm a businessman. Sure. So if I walk into a room and everybody works with the, the billionaire and they tell me he's a nice guy, I'm going to say, hell yeah, he's a fucking paying the bills and he's a <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> so you didn't let me get to my second sentence. Sorry. You get you got to commit to let me at least like. I like how you like control. Say something. <laughs> yeah, I love on. your passion. Yeah. yeah. Passion um, so Mike Mike comes into our pre-production meeting today, and so he's a dick and he doesn't care about people. Whatever, that's fine. But he, that. he comes that. he comes in and he says, "I studied I studied you for five hours. I watched all kinds of interviews." And he said um, he has a problem with the money guys. That's what he said. He's good at what he does. Right. 
And so yeah, but we we have we have I have the same. I made a whole book about it. I have the same. It's not like a brain epiphany. I made a whole book about it. No, no, no. But you're verifying what I've always said. Oh, you're here. I agree with what you're saying. We've been we've been trying to. I'm not disagreeing. We've been trying to study that, and we've been talking about it for years because you know Mike's kind of a big. Big leader and icon in the weed thing, and everybody coming into weed comes through his gate sometimes in a lot of situations. Where? In Canada? Both. Here. All all over the world. My products are in 101 countries in the world. It's all weed products? No. That's my my, my fertilizer. The fertilizer. growing system that I have for cannabis. The shovels and the gold rush. Yeah. So, see, here's the deal. I, I I have revenue source. I you know I have revenues over a hundred million dollars now per year, and I'm making my money and I'm funding myself every step of the way, and it makes these fucking money guys just crazy. So why you like money guys? I, We're trying I, to I understand. Did, I didn't, no, money I don't guys. like them. I listen. I don't. I don't why, like them. Why? However, however, why? listen. I always have a plan. I always have a backup plan. I got plan A, B, and C. And, you already have a billion. Listen. You could go relax forever now. Yeah, what do you well, mean? He nothing never lasts, relaxes. Nothing lasts forever. Let me ask you a question, right? Yeah. Like, I would want to ask this to, like, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> oh, if you got a billion, why not just enjoy it? Because he likes to work. Because it was never about... Why are you not... Wait, I'm asking you a okay. question. It was never about the billion. It's, it's, it's not. It's, so then it's, what's, it's, the big, what's the big lick? It's me. It, it's, it's all about... It's, it's about me. I want to see how far I can take it. I personally want to see... I personally want to see... How far I can climb that fucking ladder, and I believe that I will kids? not take any money from them at kids? all. Hang, hang, I got one daughter, and and I will have a seat at their table, like it or not. What table? Whose table? The ta- the table of big guys, big You're pharma, the big, you big, got a big billion, egg. bro. No, those guys. Fuck. Listen, you have a billion. Listen, Bear just Bear just bought Monsanto for sixty six billion. Bear's cash. a group. You are. It a doesn't person. matter. You have a billion, like, but the, they they own GW Farmers. So you want to be a public company? At some point, I may do that, and I'm uh, probably uh, going to. Yeah, and I'm going to see how far. So let me I ask can you go. This. Let me ask you because this question. Because it's, it's, it's my, own, it's my own personal let me, goal. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you gauge your success by how much love you have or how much money? How much love I have. Well, you know what the difference between you and I is? I have a lot of disdain for those same guys that you do, yeah. except I'm fucking fighting them. All the way to the fucking controlling top. them. But the difference okay? between me and you is instead I, of you fighting chose, them, I'm I, taking my daughter to the cupcake shop. I, I, I got that. I'd rather do that. I got that. I got. I got to do that. There's and I agree. Wrong and with I, that. And I agree with you. You're 100 percent correct. I gotta have the puppies. But for me, this is my, my journey girl. and what I'm gonna do. I'm not do. judging you, bro. I'm yeah. just telling me. I'm not saying like that. I'm saying that's what I. That's that's the difference. Like, and I represent our community. I'm the only so guy do I. Hey, bro, that I, does represent our community. Bro, I represent my community. I represent my community. Yeah, shit. Yeah, you did. Someone I raised right now was sitting in the president right now i raised him fucking take on right. those guys we, take them on man i, I want to see you take them on like what i am you, i'm not i just like made a book the, the about big it guys the what do you mean guys, how am i not listen it's easy to say that when you have a billion i take no, them down not. without the billion it's hard did you yell at them when, when you before you had the billion fuck i yelled all the you time you said be friends with him i did no you said be friends with him listen i'm i'm i respect them you said be friends with him you said you have more success being friends with him that's how you got in the door oh no yes i fight him fucking head on right i make books i call their fucking names out leo cohen charlie walk i've Fucking calling a Harvey.
Harvey Weinstein 10 years ago, bro, and that's making good. movies at the same time. And that's honorable. I did it on my own. I funded Lee Daniels. Damn I right. really walk it like I talk it. I put Jay Z on, fucking Kevin right. Hart on, Lee Daniels on, Rachel Roy on, everybody in my culture that's doing it, I put on. The person that's sitting with the president right now, I put on. Whether he's saying, doing it right or wrong, we all have a voice. I gave the culture a voice, and I still fight for it, and I made him rich. Don't tell me what to do. You go Google me before you talk to me about that. Then you should know better. Listen. I walk it like I talk We're coming from the same thing. I'm only explaining my point of view. You have yours. I'm telling mine. I understand yours is very passionate. It's not passionate. I walk it like I talk it. But I do mine differently. But the end result is exactly the same. What is your... um, And there's a book. What is your... Oh, the Culture Vulture book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got, I got some, some socks I got made some in America. Have some socks. Thank yeah. you. Trust me, I love your passion. I got passion. It's all good, Very but you good. can't question that. I walk yeah. it like I talk it. You, you talking okay. to a guy that really does it. All right. Like I really do it. And, I, and the sacrifices I made was I walked away from the money. That's the real sacrifice. I walked away from that shit. That's what I did for my culture. He got a billion, and I'm not well, no, knocking what, you for no, it. What if you could? What if you could stay true to your culture? I am, and and take it and work with those guys all at the same time and represent it in a way that it's never been represented before. You yeah, feel yeah. like that's selling I mean, out. That, yeah, present that. That hasn't been. You saying if, if if I don't have to sell my soul to work with them? I'm not. I, saying, no, I'm, I'm not fact, saying sell your soul. Fuck no, don't sell ever. Sell I know your you're soul. saying. I'm saying that if it's presented to me in the right way. Hell yeah. Okay. But if I got to get naked and I have to give away my soul and I can't right. play with my kids. So we and the difference, the difference is I'm going to get it. I just might take a little longer. No, I get that. And, and when I get it, I'll be able to own it and pass it to my children. I want them to grow it with you me. You want a legacy. I have to have it. There's no other you, reason to do it. Correct. Yeah. Why, does, why is Kanye so misunderstood? Because he's bipolar. He takes medicine, B. Y'all all know that shit. He, you know, he knows it. That's what happens when you when you make when you put give someone a mic that has issues. This is what happens. At, w- at what listen? At what time? At what time in your life did you become self aware? At four, when I got yelled at in nursery school and I felt embarrassed and I didn't like it and I was like, I'm never gonna be embarrassed again. That's okay. a good answer. Interesting. Mm. Like, how could a teacher tell me and make me feel funny? I don't even want what he got. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So Kanye's bipolar. That's why he's misunderstood. Well, now he's had more. He's it's more sleep deprivation. But yeah, right. I think that's the issue. How how big of a genius is he on the other side? I mean, yeah, I'm not going to sit there and tell you about another man's genius. I can tell you about mine. You know, I know I'm the one that you know discovered him and put him in, in the game. And, right. and, and, and I, well, you guys and, are still close, right? I mean, close in the way where I, I call him and we speak and I'll come right. see him and we give each other advice. That's the way a family keeps tight, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I got I have dysfunctional families like Stacey Dash is to the right of me and I got Kanye to the left. I love them both. I'm not going to walk away from them because I don't have the same opinion of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I have to at least be there to try to give them the right understanding of a certain perspective of, a perspective of reality. But, you know, it, it doesn't mean we can't coexist. What would you tell your 24-year-old self? Because that's I would say, I would say don't is... trust men. I Three say, things you would tell your 24-year-old self. Don't trust men. What kind of men? Don't trust men, period. Well, don't trust men. We don't want our, our guys. And respect women. And take care of your kid first. Architect your business okay. where your kids come first. Don't make it where they come in your environment. Environment. You got to go to theirs. You know what I'm saying? 
If my kids come first, I'm the happiest when I'm with my kids. I'm telling you, every single thing I've done that's been in my kids' best interest has been the most profitable and the best for me. All these opportunities have presented themselves. Every time I invest in my woman and invest in someone I love, it just, it never feels like work. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's happy. And I think there's always karma. You have a lesson to learn. You can't avoid it. You can't make your own lesson. And at the end of the day, respect and love will always protect you and keep you in a very straight path. I see a lot of people say they get what they want, but they unhappy. So if you got what you want and you unhappy, then you didn't get what you want. You're unhappy. So I see so many people from tell me what their dreams are. I help them make their dreams come true. And then they end up unhappy, dysfunctional really dark how is that how is that winning and you feel like you're losing but i've also seen people think their dreams and like me i thought my dreams were one thing and then i found my dreams were to really have a family to look at my daughters and my sons laugh all day to to pass them a legacy make them proud and 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 to make sure my woman's laughing all day and be fresh and and i'm happy and that's wealth to me i i, I feel is. way better i don't care about how's how your health more. It's really good. I'm 47 years old. You know, I'm type one diabetic. I got, I know my blood sugar at all times. Oh wow, you got that. Okay, wow. I'm, you know, I'm. How's that center. working out for you, by the way? It's really good. This is the new Dexcom. I don't have to yeah. touch my blood anymore. Right, exactly. You know, I'm, 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 we got some eggs frozen. We about oh. to do. My yeah, my sugar's a little higher. Oh, <laughs> now you know why. That's a good okay. woman right there. Right. Yeah, you know is why it the alcohol. You, now, you, you got the control. Now you, you know why. You know why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know why? Because because insulin sometimes the insulin. I usually take an inhalable, but because I have a yeah. Cold, how, I saw, how is that inhalable working? You know that they're. I got it. Th- that same company wants to do something with it's THC and, and inhale. That's I know. Wild. I know. It's I know. on your yeah, phone. Yeah. I, they're doing it. They, they did. But I, yeah. yeah. That's right wild. So what happens is if I take a unit. It could bring me down. Like 90. 50, yeah, it'll take me down. So I was at 208, and I was like, shit, I'm about to be in public. Yeah. I don't want to take that chance, and my yeah. shit get down, and then I have a, a reaction. Yeah. So this is cool. It's not that. It's, it's Do you feel, can let me ask you a weed question. Do you think that weed helps with your diabetes at all? I think weed just helps with my, I'm a guy that uh, I can get frustrated when the world doesn't move as quick as I want it. Mm-hmm. You understand? I mean, you're sitting I, right across I, from the I, same I understand. person. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. So you yeah. understand? You know, you yeah. made a fucking billion dollars. You, you're right. So that's that's yep. a, that's it right there. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah. and uh, so I find that the weed that makes it. it where I'm all right with it and I'm more tolerant yeah. of it. And also I'm a guy that because I'm so, I play the game so honest and because respect means everything to mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. when people disrespect me, or what I consider disrespect, regardless of what amount is for, I can I can feel that it makes me it hurts my ego, mm-hmm. and I have to look the other way. It's like and get smacked because you know I'm I'm used to being in a place where when people disrespect you, you have to be physical about it, mm-hmm. or else people will keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So I've had to look the other way in essence for the last twenty years based on the principles that I came up on, right. and the weed sometimes makes that blow a little better. Let me you, ask you. you know I want to like, circle it back. Makes it where I could just I could deal with it a little more. I want to circle back when you talked about putting your kids first. Do you feel that since you're putting your kids and your woman first and then things in business still flourish, do you think that's positive energy you're creating because you're initially happy and then happy energy is like a boomerang? You put it out and it comes back? I mean, the businesses that I've invested in, like the next business was Rachel Roy. That's my Mm ex-wife. So again, whether I get jerked or not, the money goes to my kids. It's, you know, in the business now, it's in my, like everything after, after when I got um, divorced, it became centered around Raquel. You know, she's from Hilton Head. She's into instrumentation. She's into healthy food. And Good as girl. a result, 
my television network that I've created and I'm doing deals with mate with with corporate now. Yep. Is it, it revolves around there's the Dame that um Dash Diabetes Network and it talks all about the innovations of that diabetes, owning it, understanding what it is. Then she has a cooking show that's called Health is Wealth. Cool. And it's all because oh. we went vegan and you know, we talk about being conscious and all of those kind of things. And then I have my <laughs> section where I talk about my experiences, and then there's there's not all of those things. My point is when I built my businesses around my woman, mm-hmm. then it always feels like a date. I built. I just got a hair salon yeah. because I take my daughter to get her hair done all day. So I just fuck it. I just took over the business. That's awesome. Built the office up there. She gets her. She gets her dance lessons up there. She gets her singing lessons. She gets her hair done. I built a studio. And She's always around. You. But I've also learned how to make, or I sourced and make the hair products that we use in the hair salon. So now I have a hair business. So people that can't buy it or huh. don't can't come directly to the store can get it direct to consumer. While they're watching the content on my network. While you're sitting right next to me. But I'm also making movies about my experiences. You know, yeah. I have a movie studio. I have a movie studio in Burbank. This is all independent. I have a streaming mm-hmm. service. You know, I, I'm not going to try to fit into an industry. I'm going to go in on my own terms. I always work with corporate, but on my own terms. You know how corporate is. They leverage your nuts off. They wait till you're super duper broke, and then you get it, and they buy you when you can't pay. When the lights are coming yes, off, yes, they the, do. And then they, and then they, and then they get a creative agency to give them a soul and a pulse, and then they license everything. That's corporate, mm-hmm. you know. That's what they do. It's, it's dollars and cents. You know, I'm not. I don't fit into that world of, yeah. of just black and red. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes there's things you do as a lost leader because you just love it. Like right. I had a motor oil just because I wanted to say I make oil. So I could call myself a tycoon, but also so my son could throw raves in 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 an oil factory, and I have it all on yep. tape. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You know, I, again, I opened up art galleries all over the world to bring creative co- uh, collectives together, so we could just learn how to do things on our own. Yeah. And in that way, yes, you got to make money off shit. But Jimi Hendrix records were seven minutes long; they didn't fit a format. So you you don't want to stifle art yeah. just because it has to be monetized. I want to see that art. And I'm sick of corporate doing that. They kill art because of money. And I want people to put culture and art first and then monetize that as opposed to always trying to leverage and kill the artist, fuck their spirit up, and then move on to the next because that's what corporate what, does. Wouldn't you say that the, the, the record industry, the music industry is like, They're just corny. It's, a, it's a machine that, that uses people and squeezes, and squeezes them like, like, an, like an orange and when they're done, they throw it away and well, there's, what they there's do a next is one they coming. They take a young, a young artist who has never had money before yeah. and put a lot of money in their face. They don't understand the business. Now please they, explain this so that these young ones understand, understand the this, how it works. Well, they sign in. Well, now it's real fucked up because of the 360 deal, which Lior created, who's now running music at fucking YouTube, which I, I, I think there should be some accountability. But, you know, they sign an artist and they say, I want a third of your show, a third of your likeness. I want 90% mm-hmm. of your master. Yep. You now have to ask me anytime someone wants <clears throat> to work with you or use your name or your yeah. visual. And, you know, we give you some money up front. And for that, it's like a million dollars or whatever it may be. And they keep you in debt. And when you make that back, they give you a little more money and they keep dangling that, but you become a slave to them. But really what should happen is you should be able to make your own record. You can put it out on your own. You can make your own videos. You don't need nobody for that because it's digital. And then have somebody do your shows and get 100% of your show and 100% of your merch. And someone should show you how to do it as opposed to robbing you. See, that's what I did. I showed Jay-Z how to do it. I showed Kanye how to do it. I showed Kevin Hart how to do it. 
I, it doesn't make business sense for me to educate the people I'm robbing or making money off of because logically they're going to cut out the middleman. But I put my consciousness and my respect for them over my greed to have money to educate them so that they could go do and be them on their own. That's what the show's about. So that's about. what Kanye is. Yeah. That's what Kevin Hart is. Yeah. I discovered Kevin Hart. Yeah. I took him off the stage and I personally directed his first two movies. And then taught him, go ahead, do your own shit. And he blew up because he was putting his own movies out. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. My, my actions, the action I'm talking about are the people that walk around with, those are feathers in my cap of people I've educated in knowing their self-worth and being a powerful, like taking their voice and doing something with it. Even when it's right or wrong, they still have a voice. I've given us that power. That's control. And that's yeah. what's scary to everybody. It it is when you. But that's what that's when sacrifice, you when bro. you can control that's sacrifice when you when you educate people so you don't rob them no more. That's real you, sacrifice. I did that. That's what the show about. You asked them what I did. That's exactly what the show is about. Them. You ask them why they all million and on fours, all of them. My man talking about yo Adidas made me a billionaire sitting across from even though he's bugging a little, but he's still doing it. He's in front of Trump saying that shit. You understand? That was a dream he told me about. I made it happen. I'm about that action. And I, and I let him do it without me having to get a dollar of it. Once you get on, go fly, Pelican, fly. I go do my own thing. Make my own book. Do it on my own. No favors. You feel me? Mm -hmm. That's manning up. Yeah. And don't you feel like it comes back around? It does. I'm, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I was just letting you know. He said, I want to see action. And I was like, yo, bro, <laughs> you talking to Mr. Action. You know what I mean? I would call you Mr. Time because I feel like you know, hearing you talk about the things that you invest in, you're actually investing in time. You're investing in time with your family, time with your kids. So instead of them doing these things. It's appreciating time. Yeah. How much when you're sitting there, so let's say tomorrow you you um, see a kid with a lot of talent like a Kevin or a Kanye, how much <clears throat> of the advice that you give them is mental as opposed to physical and strategic? Like, how much is it their self-image? It's all about mentality. I mean, it, it'll be more about standing behind your point of view and practicing and making sure you're the best at what you do and then understanding how to monetize and leverage as opposed to somebody else leveraging you. That's what I do. So being authentic to who you are and not... Because we, because we can control our image, like you guys are controlling yeah, right oh, now. absolutely. There's no reason to let anybody else do it. And because we know how to do it at a professional level. So I know how to use a camera. Like I said, I know I was like, well, can't, I know the cameras. I got them. I bought them. You know what I'm saying? I make movies myself. I know how much craft service costs. You know what I mean? When you put up your own bread, you know how much every dollar costs. That's like Big Mike. You he don't knows everything. Second. He watches it. every dollar in and out always. It is. That's how you kind of got that billy. Yeah. You know? But what I'm saying is... Once you do that, you could also teach that to people. You know, that's what I do. I teach. Mm -hmm. I give this shit away. So yeah. if you look at, if you read Culture Vultures, that's like a conversation you have with anybody. I'll have that conversation with anyone that's in front of me. It just was a yeah. taped conversation. I'm always going to be generous with information, which is also dangerous because I enlighten people that other people are taking advantage of. That's why we wanted you here on the show. I empower people and I appreciate it. Yeah. So that you discover that kid tomorrow and you're talking to him and the kid's like, I just need a break. I can't get I'm a not, break. It's not for me to make. I got my own break, right? What I would say is if your dreams and you could bring something to the table with what I'm doing, like I could put you in a movie or you could make some music for what I'm doing, then that's what we do. But I'm not here to make nobody's dreams come true, really, unless I'm in love with them. I'm, I'm done with that. I'm out that game. That's why I decided to make that decision to invest in me. Because when you invest in other people, no matter what you do, they always resent you after you fucking make them some bread because they got to give you some of it. So you can make them 100. That 10 they got to give you a 20, they're sick about it. 
That's one thing about creators. They're cheap as fuck. They hate giving money away. You understand no, what I, I'm saying? I do understand, but I'm so trying I have to, to tap invest into in your wisdom a little bit. I so, so I'm saying like, I'm saying is you have wisdom to okay, give these kids. Let me kids. tell you what I do. I make a gallery, right? And these kids do come in. Kids like Wiz Khalifa, you can ask them. Guys like Most Def, Jay Electronica. Um, even, you know, sad to say the one that just passed. Um, what's his name? Mac Miller. Mac Miller. Mac All of them. It was called DD1. It was called DD172. You could look at it. All I did was educate him. You could see my conversations with him. You even got to ask me. I taped everything, bro. I knew what was happening. I am the DNA of the millennial generation. I think I invented the term webisode. Are you aware of that project? Because you look like you're a bearded man. You know. (laughs) He's pointing at Chris, not me. You know Black Black Rock, right? Paul, you heard of that? You know the Black Keys, right? Yeah. Okay, you don't know about the project? You didn't know I put them on either, did you? Okay, so what you need to do is Google Black Rock. It's a project I did because she broke her leg and she was listening to the keys. So I said, call them. So, and I was into live instrumentation at the time. So I put them in the studio with Jim Jones, with Most Def, with Q-Tip, oh. with RZA, with Raekwon. I put it out myself. I made my own um, um, website. I really just copied the Rolling Stones. They're always ahead of the game. And uh, the way they did it, I had my own radio station at the time with all our music collectively. I put out webisodes. Um, Pitchfork would play the webisodes every week. You didn't know. You, you look like a Pitchfork kind of guy. You don't know about Black Rock? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I will now, but no. I made records. You know what the Disco Biscuits are? It's a jam Yeah, sure. Band. Of course. Uh, we made records with the Disco Biscuits. We did albums with them with Talib Khalib and all kind of Wiz Khalifa. They're in the studio. All documented. Sure. I'd have Wiz Khalifa with Currency, with Citizen Cope, and the Disco Biscuits. None would know who each other's words, and we would just wow. make records. And it's all documented. And that's my, what my television network is about. This was all in 2009. So this is why I had to smoke weed. Because I was waiting for everyone to catch up. And what it says on the thing, you'll see it, it says Webisodes. I invented the term Webisodes. I, we took 5Ds and took that aesthetic. They gave us 5, 5D. Canon gave us a bunch just to have our whole network was taped by 5Ds. We, we established that whole look. Just Google it. It's all there. We had a band. We had a, um, in our basement, we had a, a club called Under 100 where only 100 of the coolest people could go. So bands like Sleigh Bell did their first um, um, Oh, nice. Uh, uh, Holy Ghost did their first. Uh, Erica Badu performed in there. Okay, but it's not. Um, it's all there. But I'm saying it's the, the wisdom. Just, it's what it, I'm trying to get out of you is what is the conversations you're having with them, man to man, just you and them man in a to room. Man. The same thing I'm telling y'all. Put your kids first. Architect the time. Build Wait, your what brand. If they don't have kids yet. Have a, It doesn't matter. You're gonna have kids. If you if you're an artist, you fuck it. You understand? You're going to have kids. Okay. All right? So all right. you're going to have them. Right. And that's what ultimately what we're all about. We're going to have kids. So you're going to have a girl, right? So I could tell you what the problems are. Build your brand. Invest in yourself. Understand the ancillary things. This is what I do. I'll show you what I do. Give me that pen, please. Here's a piece of paper this side. I just, I do this. And every, and, and this, oh, this still happens. People come just to talk to me. I say, look. Here's your brand, right? Okay, this is your brand. And then I make the octopus legs and shit, and I explain the importance of each of them. These are the ancillary things, the different businesses from your brands that it stimulates. Cut one off, one more to grow. That whole thing. You know what I mean? I do that. I, I, I approach it just like that. Okay. Okay, so can but I... But I also have... A, also, I give away... To, like, on yesterday, I do a class for free. Cool. Where you could just come. 
it's it's you, you could uh it's like you know skyping but a thousand people could show up and when they have a question they ask me questions they pop up they can ask me the question direct i give the information yeah we away, were watching we were we taped that i um, give i give all that shit away that's but that's no but so for our listeners to this to this podcast to get your wisdom out to them so when this is my conversation when you have those one-on-one conversations what do you say about money to them i say i, I would say don't let money dictate your actions so much you know what I'm saying? And I would say don't take things so personal because sometimes you judge people like you're in the street and you're not. And that's one of my problems is if you don't have the honor of the street and they're like, yo, we're not in the street, bro. You can't be that mad about things. And that's true. And um, also, I would say um, make sure whoever's watching your money, you're wa- you have someone watching them and you should be, wa- like, you have to be very, you have to, like, don't have a lawyer or an accountant that has records on walls. Or has pictures like if this shit looks too much like a label. Wow! Like the, the only honest people because then it's just a prize. They're just, Is that they're what just, you mean? They're just in the wrong game. They're bullshitting. Like my it's best accountants, they've I've got robbed by every accountant except the ones in North Carolina that didn't know who I was. Right. That do real strategic straight business. Back to your wisdom, one on one. I tell them exact names of people to watch out for. If you run into oh, Lee or Cohen, do not. Listen to him. He's going to try to make you think he's better than you and rob you. Leor Cohen is a culture vulture. I would tell him, watch out for guys like Charlie Watt. Watch out for guys like Harvey Weinstein. I would tell him all those things. And you can ask them. You understand? And I'm about to expose the whole fashion business. Tops, you better stop playing with me. The only reason why I'm not coming at them, because they robbing my company, is because of my ex-wife. Because I'm not going to ever damage her. But I'm going to get at them when it gets... I I promise you that. So I'm going to put... The thing is, when you there's when, a list when you, you I de- go through. Listen, look at my book. I have pictures of them. I put pictures of them. I illustrate them. You didn't. I'm gonna put. You're in. always gonna end up. In, I didn't know you were gonna be That's here. Book. I'm sorry. And it was her birthday. <laughs> I have more in the car, and I have some liquor for you. you look like a whiskey. I'll buy one. Guy. He's a tequila, tequila guy. Tequila. I love okay, the co- you, I love the color. T- uh, oh, the, yeah, the cover art. Cool. What do you? Um, Rocky did the co- Rocky did the art. What do you? Um, and it's hanging and it's hanging on a wall in my gallery in my in Burbank. In our gallery. Okay, so. I'm not trying to be pushy, but having you here, like, I, you know, I want to get this on tape. So what do you say to them one-on-one about relationships and women in particular that, you know, here in LA, a lot of women are kind of predatory towards people with money and, and they look at men as a business opportunity. Yeah. I don't want to disrespect anybody in this room, but I say herpes. Get herpes? <laughs> it's one out of four. Be every, a lot of people got it. I didn't know that shit. And I, it's very accepted now. And I'm from an old school. So right. I'd be like, yo, I ain't know everybody had herpes like that. So, so I, you I, scare I, them a little? I tell them the truth. Yeah. You know, that, that shit could, you know, it's a normal thing. You better, if you don't want it or make it the new normal for you, you got to watch out because it's normal these days. And because and, that's one of the things is it's not, you know, it's, it's people are a little bit looser now than they were. You should you know, create I'm, a condom company. I, no, I don't so want to make money. You ask me what I tell them. I'm <laughs> right? not that so worried about it. So you use herpes as your first filter. Because that's what, that's what scares me. Okay. I I, I, I I talk about the things that scare me. No, of course. So that's all I could talk about. Like, is what, like no, I was it's real. about that. So I'd be like, yo, this is the reality. Like, I'm not judging it. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. yo, you know. It's a couple motherfuckers in here. You know what I'm saying? What do you, you say know. about time management? And I mean, you touched on the balance of family and I, business, I, I say, but a I young say, kid coming up. What I do you say tell the reality is you're a professional and you want to be better than everyone. So that means you have to be the best in the world. Mastery driven. And don't think it's just talent. It's a discipline that comes with it. Oh. You know, so it's not just talent. It's really, I know people with less talent and more discipline than right. they, where they have to go. 
It's, 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 you, it's, like, it's like hustling. You think it's going to be less work and it ends up being more. The more success you get, the more you're going to be tired. That means there's going to be a demand for you. And I always tell an artist, make sure your show is right. Don't perform over a track. You got to get with a live band. I'm telling you. Because the platforms that pay you the most are festivals. And they're not going to pay to fucking see you perform over a track. You're going to get booed. You know, you got legends performing. I never before thought you. of that. You have to. And that's how you yeah. can control your destiny. If you have a good show, you don't need anything. You don't need anybody. Like Citizen Copia has never had a record on the radio. He's one of my best friends. He's on the road two or three hundred days out the year. And he does it, you know, he makes good music for the people that he likes and he comes out when he feels like it. And also licensing is a big deal. So making music that gets put into to, 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 to TV shows, people tour from that. You know, it's understanding different worlds. Like when you're in the hood, you only know one world. I, I had this, this desire to see every place in the world and see how everybody lives and how everybody makes money. So I'm going to tell everybody that. And that's what I do. And I say also, build your brand and go get money in the rest of the world. The money's in international. That's the reason why I took Kanye kidnapped him and put him into a fucking private jet he was hiding under a table at the 4040 and brought him to europe and because i knew that they would love and appreciate him and he became the number one selling artist that not even not only rockefeller that def jam had ever had in in uh in uh where'd you take him in europe where's the first london. stop in europe? i had a crib london, in london UK? what i would do is i had a crib in london in soho and once a month i would fly an artist to london and you know i'd have them do their show and i do all that i taped everything you know, one thing I, I like run that. into in, in business is like people have this closed mindset where they're like, oh, well, you know, that's a different industry. I can't learn anything from doc a doctor's office or I can't learn anything from car washes because I'm a chiropractor or whatever it is. Is it kind of the same thing in the industries that you've been in, like fashion and movies and that like, oh, I'm not going to learn from a country artist, their country no, no, and no. country radio I, and all I find, that. I find that when a true creative comes together, there's that common ground. And, and that's a creative is not so judgmental. You know, that's that's someone that has a lack of talent. That's overcompensation. But usually when someone's confident about what they are and who they are, they usually embrace someone that has the same kind of frame of mind and they come together. But I, I do find with, with younger younger kids coming up in music that the conversations are like they like what they like and it's their click and their like their thing, but they're not paying attention to songwriting That's and true. production. That's and true. like to me a kid that doesn't know who Rick Rubin is and like yeah. you know Mutt Lang it's, and like really well, studying it. Well, that's you got to be a student. Well, what I'm saying is, unless we expose them to that, then they're not going to know it exists. Yeah, and that's our fault. So but I'm wondering if that's part of your advice. What I'm telling you is this: by me saying do not perform over a track, like I got to see a live show, like I have a whole five thousand square foot facility where you can rehearse before I can even co-sign you. That's actually educating into what the fundamentals of hip hop, what the oh, fundamentals yeah. of real music is. And a lot of people cannot step up to that challenge. Because it feels so different, right? It's With just band. because. Well, you have to rehearse. It's, it's, it's like eight hours a day to get good. It's not anything easy. That's you can't a, hide. You cannot hide. And, you know, also, you can't trust everyone's sound system. So if the track doesn't play correct with the mic, it sounds terrible. And you never want your music to be heard terrible. Your purpose of performing live is so people want to be vested in you and buy your merch and, you know, keep a connection with you. So you have to show 100%, be prepared at all times. And if you're not prepared, like if you get a hit record tomorrow and you've never done a show, but you're going to have to perform at the radios like, you know, uh, Summer Jam where there's 50,000 people and you come out there unprepared, you're getting booed. That can end your career, a bad show. So I make them aware of all those things. But again, I'm, I don't. that's not the business I'm really in at this moment, but that's just me as someone that's done it. That's the advice I would give someone. 
to teach them how not to be exploited, to understand really the fundamentals of the game so that they don't really need anybody. I try to make people self-sufficient. And that's a gift. That's a curse to somebody that wants to make money off people. So I couldn't be, I couldn't do that. I, that's why I had to turn my brand on me so that I could just tell people things selflessly without ever worrying about the recourse because I don't, I'm not worried about robbing myself and also make it where they could become a team player and they could help me get where I got to go and we could help each other get where we got to go. I just feel that if like-minded people stick together, we could create a new industry and we don't have to fucking succumb to all of these fucking nerds and we make can fucking make our own rules up. Like yeah. I don't even make my own. I'm I make my that. own rules. You know what I'm saying? In like my that. house, they are my rules. So that's why I make my own environments. It's obvious. He makes his own rules in here. I can see. I was like, okay, I can see this. He makes himself very comfortable and he has an environment. He can do that. That's what you do when you can do that. And that's what I've invested in, making sure that it's an environment that my woman feels safe in and that my children feel safe in and that there's always forward motion. There has to be evolution. I don't like to waste time on stupid conversation. There's no profit in that. So if I'm around people that are always complaining with no solutions, then I'm wasting real estate in my brain for what I need to project. And what I project in my brain is what I project in my reality. So that real estate only has to be for evolution, things that are going to help me get where I got to go. You understand? Help me evolve. So if my conversation with you makes me stagnate, we don't have too much conversation either. I don't have no time for those stupid ass conversations. Some people try to dumb you down as a distraction just to fucking because they just don't want to fucking they don't want to work. People are so scared of thinking and so scared of action. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm about. I'm about thinking things through and action. They don't have the wherewithal to see their ideas into fruition and to be tangible and to be real. They, and, and they don't they don't think that getting to where they want to go is going to be difficult. So sometimes people think it's just the journey is it, just so sweet. It, it is difficult. It's one hundred difficult. Five thousand. Let's talk about that. How it's, fucking it's, difficult it's is it really? Game. It's huge. It's boxing. It's getting punched yeah. in the face to win. Yeah, that's what it is. To, you know, to practice, you hitting that bag, <laughs> but you getting hit like you got to spar to yep. get where you got to go. So you're gonna feel broke. You're going to have to feel anxiety. And if that doesn't make you feel comfortable, then it's going to be hard to be an entrepreneur. But you got to know when you get in the game that you're going to get tackled. You got to get up. You got to work wounded. You got to stay positive. And you got to care about your other people sometimes, most of the times, before you care about yourself. How, Being how, a boss means caring about other okay, people. Okay. How do you know when you got a great artist? There they are in front of you. They inspire First me. time, they inspire you. They move you. See, the difference between me and most execs is I yeah. can dance. I can dance just as good as the artist. I've had my own dance every fucking time I come outside, the Dame Dash. I just, I feel it. I know it. It's because I'm not really trying to exploit it. I'm trying to enjoy it. Sure. I don't exploit. I enjoy Ooh, it. You I understand like what I'm saying? That's an interesting it makes me distinction. Happy. I mean, it is what it is. Like, if yeah. something makes me feel like... We've done artists. We've done records for artists for free just because we like the, the London Souls. Yeah. This kid, Tash... He's the best guitar player on the planet, right? Yep. We did his art. Rocky did his art. We done flew him to fucking China. I, 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 I took him to the Great Wall just to get high with him. I, I put him in a room in Beijing with fucking DJ Wordy and, and, and him just to watch him jam for six hours and tape that. Like, I really love music, Pete. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm looking for the coolest variations. I've really looked all around the world. Yeah. That's also one of my, my programs is we went to. And it shows us going to China and Jamaica and all these other different places. You can see that on Dame Dash Studios and also UMC got it as well. But everything I'm saying, I've documented. Yeah. Period. Everything. Not one thing I'm saying I can't support with a visual. In my, my real life, I'm a TV host. But in my business outlaw world, I'm a getaway car driver. Oh, okay. okay. Like Thank baby? Like baby? Like, like the movie baby? Yeah. You've like, done that? 
No, well, maybe you don't talk well, about Fight c- Club. The first rule, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are on you're on the thing right now. Tell me. Well, so they call me the the femme fatale, the co-conspirator. I just make sure that you know they kind of stay on track, and I kind of you know talk a little shit here and there. We go down some rabbit holes sometimes. Yes. And, you know, oh, this yeah. is okay. But I at the end of the show, if I'm in I'm in the getaway car and they're hopping in, I want to know what we're driving away with. So the three things that I took from this conversation was the first thing you said was know your worth. And you said it was such like gusto. I was like, that's got to be one. You have to know your worth because you don't know your worth and no one's going to believe who you are. Mm-hmm. And time management. Well, they'll take advantage of you. Yeah, because they don't, they don't believe you know who you are, so they're going to put, they're gonna put you in a, a pattern of who they're they gonna think say you that, are. They're going to say, you need me. Right. You need me to take you to the next level. You yeah. can't do it on your own when yeah. you've already got there. Yeah, my dad always said, tell people what you're worth. Don't have them tell you. Right. So the second one, time management, put your kids first. Always. Make sure your backyard Family. is clean. Yes. Backyard means a lot. And invest in you. And women. Invest in and women. women. Well, for me, it'd be men, but in women. No, no, no. no, no. And I think <laughs> one, two, is, is like what he was kind of saying about action mm-hmm. is a big takeaway. Yeah. Like you got to get to work. Yeah. Yep. Nothing's yeah. going to be handed to you. Well, if you, if you have time to worry about something, that means you're not doing shit. Yeah. So there should be no worry. If there's <laughs> like action, you, you're, you're doing things. You're not worried. You're, no, you're never worried when you're doing shit. You know? Yeah. You're only worried because you're, you're like, oh, shit, shit is coming to me and I can't hide. And yeah. You're thinking of all the things that could happen. When you're actually doing it, you're, you're, con- you're architecting your, your life. You, you, should, you have to keep yourself in the steering wheel. And we have to understand how powerful our brain is. Yeah. You know, we only, only what, like 20%, 12%? Oh. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. How much of what goes on in an artist's mind is the subconscious manifestation versus consciousness? I, I think a lot of it is the insecurities for artists. Mm. They drive them? Hell yeah. That's, artists are yeah. dark. They can't communicate because they're insecure, so they overcompensate. And mm. that's the way they communicate through and the And so their drug so, is the audience? That becomes one thing. That's, the the reason, that's the- why, the, well, the validation of other people mm-hmm. becomes their drug, and that's an insecurity. And yes, think about is. that. If you're famous and you're worried about what people think of you, come on. If, if a million people love you and 10,000 hate okay. you, you still hear that 10,000. It's like the yeah. one so, in the front row so that bugs the so comedian. That's another thing that I tell anybody. If you're going to be a public figure, you can't give a fuck about the public. or It's just it's not logical to get in that game. You know what I'm saying? You, you have you, to have, You're absolutely right. It's just logical. How do you get them to realize that and actually act upon it is differently? Because See, when they're, here's you the get thing. hit with that for the first time, it's here's a lot thing. to take in. Here's the thing. Artists are dysfunctional. That's why they're artists. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Picasso, all of them. Everybody, the, the greatest artists, it's fucked up, but it's almost like the more dysfunction, the better the art. Because that's where you feel the pain. It's in the art. That's what's a real artist. That's why. You're fucking feeling them pause. You're feeling their pain, their agony, every their whole journey, the things they don't want to say. That's what a real artist is doing. You understand what I'm saying? You are 100% so, absolutely correct. So you have to be, as a person that yes. monetizes that, you can't expect them to do logical things, and you have to actually be all right with the dysfunction that comes with it. And that was the reason why I had to stop that business and invest mm-hmm. in me. Because I understand the, that. the only, only dysfunction I want to deal with is my own. And I also like two other things that you said. Uh, control your destiny and don't exploit it. Exploit it. Enjoy it. Right. I like that. It's mm-hmm. good. Great show, you guys. Yeah, thank you so Great much show. for oh, being you. here. Thank you for being here. I love it. What um, what are your social medias and uh, website you want to plug? Uh, Dusko Poppington is my IG. That's where I'm active the most. How do you spell that? D U S K O. 
Poppington, P-O-P-P-I-N-G, T-O-N. P-O-P-P-I-N-G? T-O-N, yeah. Okay. If you like my swag, you get the uh, the clothes and stuff from uh, poppington.com. My streaming service is dame-studios.com. Uh, That's the streaming service. And your Instagram, too, because I tagged you on that one. Well, I'm Dusko Poppington. Okay. And uh, anything that's dame-official, all that is all fake. Don't fuck with that. My Twitter is Dusko Poppington, but I don't really... I'm on my IG the most. And uh, Raquel, Raquel Horn. That's Wifey for Lifey's Instagram. Wifey for Lifey. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see the movies I've made, Honor Up recently, you know, you could order that on demand right now. I directed that, put up a million of my own. And that's a little bread, but for me, it was a lot. But I put up a million of my own, got it distributed through Lionsgate, got it back. And now I'm putting that also on my streaming service. And that's about my life before... Um, before uh, Rockefeller. And uh, I don't know. I'm on uh, Growing Up Hip Hop. That's on uh, the Wii channel, fourth season. And then the next big thing uh, where I'm like a Simon, like a judge on BET is coming out in October, I think, like 18th or something. And the book is Culture Vultures. If you want the yep. book, you go to culturevultures.com. There's an audio version. Um, you know, I could... Yeah, hold that up. If you want the liquor, you know, it's, it's Dusko Whiskey and... We just developed Dusko, Dusko Vodka and there's Dusko Blue. And uh, uh, make sure you follow Big Mike at yes. Big Mike on Instagram and at Chris Bulldog Collins and at Jamie Foxx. This is Business Outlaws. Thank you so much. Excellent show. Good show. <laughs>